بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته اترو مسلم من فيذات هي ليفين فور ا جريت جو هي هاف ا تارجت تو ريتش ذس جول And this target is not like the others. If you ask any kafir, what do you go in your life? He will tell you to get money, to have big house, to have children, to have this, to have that. But if you ask a true Muslim, what is your goal? What are you targeting to? He will tell you, The satisfaction of Allah. That Allah will accept me. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save me from Jahannam. And will, be, will lead me to Jannah. With Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With Sahaba, with good people. That life which cannot be really compared to any other life. How many lives? A human being will have three lives. This in your life. The Barzakh or Great Life and then the Judgment Day and Jannah Life. Each one of these lives differs than the other. Each one of them has its own system. You cannot compare. So when we say that the people who are in the graves are alive, that the Muhammad وسلم, the Anbiya, Rusul, Shuhada are alive in their graves. Allah told us that in His holy book. وَلَا تَقُولُ لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتِ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٍ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ So they are alive. But we think time we say they are dead. How can we combine that they are dead and they are alive at the same time? Easy and simple. They are dead from our life now and they are alive in their graves. In Barzakh life. So there is no contradicting case in here. So if someone asks us about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is he dead or is he alive? We will say that he is dead from our life. Because Allah told us in his holy book subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ أَفَإِنْ مَاتَ أَوْ قُتِلَ انقلبتم عَلَىٰ أَعْقَابِكُمْ Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his Holy book that Muhammad sallam is going to die. إِنَّكَ مَيِّتْ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ So in this case we know clearly that anyone who leaves this dunya is called dead person. He is dead from our life, yes. But he is alive in the Barzakh life. And the best life in Barzakh life is for Muhammad sallam for sure. We have no doubt. Because he is sallam the best person ever walked on earth. We don't need to offer praise him because he is enough for Allah having praise. From Allah wa ta'ala, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad means that Allah ta'ala is praising him in front of the angels in the heavens. Allahu Akbar. But our case tonight is to discuss the case of the greatness of Allah, glorifying Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the first ayah about the prophets that they did not really give. Correct 
or just estimate for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. They underestimated Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ. Tonight, when we discuss this case, some people will be scared or afraid or astonished because we're going to talk about things that you may be never heard about. The case of fingers of Allah. Astaghfirullah, ish hada. Call it down. It is Sahih al-Bukhari al-Muslim. It is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not from our side. It is from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. As we will see inshallah later on. So be careful when we discuss these cases. We mean something and we will explain it more inshallah when we talk about one by one. So let's start first of all as we usually do. What does this chapter have to do with the book of Tawheed? What's the relation? Actually... Making an unjust estimate of Allah wa Taala is nullifying Tawheed or monotheism. So that's why the author, Rahimahullah, made this chapter in this book. And it was a smart move when he put that, that chapter, the last chapter. So when you finish this book, you remember that he discussed the last thing about the, case, the major case, which is the case of glorifying Allah wa Taala. But please remember one thing. Knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest. Knowing that He subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserves to be totally glorified. It's not only just a theory. An idea, we know, an opinion we understand and study. No. Anything we study, anything we learn from this book of Allah wa ta'ala and hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should have an effect on us. It has to have an action from our side. If somebody tells you that this is too hard, you cannot touch it, well, you will do. You will not touch it. So the knowledge you have known that this is too hard to be touched, you make you that not touch it. You will not touch it that in this case because you know it's too hard to burn your fingers. So you know that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that whatever you describe him subhanahu wa ta'ala, you cannot complete the description of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How great he is subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you know that he knows everything about you, before you were born, before the whole universe is created, and you know that this person is going to be born on such and such day, and he will live such and such time, and he will do this and do that, he knew that, oh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he is also with you by his own sight, by his own hearing, subhanahu wa ta'ala, everywhere you are. Even if you are hiding in your room, turning off the light, he sees you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Muhammad sallallahu he told us about the hearing of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears the footsteps of an ant. You know the ant? Very small things that have you can see sometimes. He subhanahu wa ta'ala hears the footsteps of an, a black ant on a black rock in the dark night. And he sees La ilaha illallah. Now, this knowledge should drive us to do something. To be aware of making Allah angry with us. Because He can see us. We can hide from our children, from our people. We can hide from everybody. But we cannot hide from Allah. He is the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala. And let me remind you, if you can remember, about the story of a child. A Muslim child. A teacher in, a high school, in an elementary school. They were children. He wanted to test their understanding of Tawheed and monotheism of these children. So he told them, tomorrow I want each one of you tomorrow to bring me 
Or he, I want you today to buy a chicken and kill it, slaughter it in a place nobody sees you, and bring it tomorrow. Next day, all these students brought a killed chicken. Each one his own chicken, except one. He brought a live chicken. So the teacher asked him, what happened? Why didn't you, I told you to bring me a killed chicken. He said, sorry teacher, but he told me to kill it where somebody, no one can see me. And I thought, everywhere I go, Allah sees me, so I can't kill it. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. See a child. A child is remembering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-hearer, all-seer subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, put this in mind when we think of it this way, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing us all everywhere. And he is everywhere, and he is the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created everything. Now, we will go some of these, some of these hadiths tonight, inshallah, some of them will be finished, inshallah, next week. But we will see how great of Allah ta'ala when you see the greatness of his creatures. Because you do not know, we, can, we do know, we have no idea, nobody told us, Allah did not tell us, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not tell us, how large is Allah, astaghfirullah. But you will know the thing by what you have made. If you find a watch in a desert, a wide desert of sand, you find a watch. You will know definitely that this watch did not plant. Did not come out of the sand. It was made somewhere, but somebody lost it in here, as an example. And you will know that the one who made this watch is a smart guy, because he could have made a fantastic watch. Did you see him? No. Do you know him? No. Did anybody tell you about him? No. But you know because of the watch. Now we have this big watch in front of us, this universe. Who made it? Who created it? Every day in the same minute, the same, in the year, the same day in the year, the same minute, the sun will come from the same place. And never change. Never. Every single minute, every same minute, in the same day of the year, the sun will sit that time and that same place. For years and years, how many would you know it's still going on? Who is controlling it? Who is sustaining it? This universe now we discover every day, they discover, the human beings are discovering every day more and more plants and stars and so on in this universe. Who created them? Who controlled them? Why didn't they hit each other? If the sun comes closer to us, some miles will be burned. Although it is 93 million miles or 150,000 kilometers, 150 million kilometers far away. If it comes some kilometers or miles, we cannot really take it. Who is controlling the sun not to come closer to earth? Who is driving the sun this way? Who told the sun to go this way? Who created you? Who gave you the capability of speaking, of hearing, of seeing? Who told your heart to beat this way? Who told your kidneys to work this way, to clear your blood from every poison? Who? That's Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Look around you. Look to yourself. Allah telling us, why didn't you look to yourself? Study yourself. See how your sight is doing. You are seeing things so easy in front of you. Of course, because we have this sight since we were born, we don't care much about it. But ask the person who have lost his sight, a blind man. Ask him how he feels. 
He wished that he would just see one time to see his children, his wife, his relatives. Who gave you the sight? Who gave you the capability of hearing? Who gave you the capability of using your hands and your legs and so on? That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, actually human beings, especially those prophets, did not estimate Allah truly. When they made someone having the same level of Allah or same rights of Allah, will someone go and give the dead people or the graves or the station or Isa or so on the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship it. This person, these people are really underestimating Allah wa ta'ala. Isa himself, alayhi salam, as Allah told us in Surah Al-Ma'idah, he told us that Isa was free of he told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm free of these people who are worshipping me. وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيْسَى بْنَ مَرِيمَ أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Did you? Did you, ya Isa, ask people to worship you and you and your mother? He said, ما قلت لهم. سبحانك ما قلت لهم إلا ما أمرت لي به. I only told them what you told me to do 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 to in fact, billions of people who are worshipping Isa, alayhi salam, did they really estimate Allah the correct way? No way. They really underestimated Allah wa ta'ala. They were un... They have done pretty bad things when they talked about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and put Isa alayhi salam the same level or maybe more. Only for Christians and Jews, but some Muslims also doing the same way. She as an example. They feel that Ali ibn Abi Talib and his 11 descending sons are higher sometimes than Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. A'udhu billah. How is that? Prove it. Very easy. When you ask a Shia to swear, while he's lying of course, by Allah he will do. He will swear by Allah even if he's lying. When you ask him to swear by, by, by uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib or Hussein, while he's lying he will not. Also, Extremist Sufis. If you ask them to swear by their Khalandar Babas, where they worship people, where they by their Mawlahum, they will never swear where they are lying. But they may swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if they are lying. What does that mean? They are glorifying their worshipped people more than Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So in this case actually, human beings actually do not estimate Allah as they are supposed to do. Especially those prophets who are comparing Allah or likening Allah or giving the rights of Allah to someone else other than Allah Taala. Even if he was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is the best person ever walked on earth, but he told us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam clear hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari. He said, لا تطروني كما أطرت النصار بن مريم do not overpraise me as the Christians overpraised Isa ibn Maryam. إِنَّمَا أَنَا عَبْدِ فَقُولُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ صلى الله عليه وسلم. Slaves like other slaves, but he is the messenger, so he is higher than us in this case. But he is higher than us, he is not to the Godhood area, no. So those people who try to ask Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم instead of asking Allah, those people who are praising Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than they are supposed to do in some of these poems like Nata Sharif, like Burda, so on, 
these are really underestimating Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. When this man called Al-Busiri, he's saying his burda that Muhammad sallallahu is owning dunya and akhirah. Is he estimating Allah correctly? What's left for Allah? Muhammad sallallahu is owning dunya and akhirah. What's left for Allah? Subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanallah al-azim. So actually, this ayah is very important to, for a Muslim to know and understand the, the, the tafsir of it, the meaning of it. So they will, when we do so, we will be closer to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And when we are closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we are, be, we are loved by Allah, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be happy in our dunya and akhir. That's the true happiness. Not the first happiness which is made by dunya, money, fame, so on. No, this is not actually the true happiness. The true happiness is to be with Allah. The true happiness is to be loved by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Guided by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. That's the true love. That's the true happiness we are all looking for. The rest of the ayah. وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ This we have discussed already. وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الْأَرْضُ This planet will be in the hands of Allah and the judgment day. Clearly about this ayah. Somebody tried to run away from saying that Allah having a hand and they say no no that means he is it's under control of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and the judgment of the day. So what about now? Or is not under his control subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ishara. Then Allah is saying that he is saying qabdatuhu and qabda for human being wallah al-mathal ala this is the qabda something we can catch. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are not comparing, we are not likening, but we say, he said he has a qabda, that's a hand, of course, that means that he has a hand. He said that he has eyes, what's the problem here? We don't have any problem when we discuss the case of the nails and qualities or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because we take it exactly as the Sahaba did. Did the Sahaba say, no, 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 this is not the meaning of it? Find me one hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa or any hadith of Sahaba who said that, oh no, Allah does not have a hand, does not have this, that. You cannot find. It's only later on when some people misunderstood the Quran, they start to change the meanings, unfortunately. If we want to be the, the, the track or the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let's study the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's study the way of Sahaba when they accepted this deed and followed this deed. Then we will be in their track. والسماوات مطويات بيمينه سبحانه وتعالى عما يشركون. The whole heavens, skies, are folded in his right hand سبحانه وتعالى. Again, the heavens, the skies will be folded in the hand, in the right hand of Allah تبارك وتعالى. As he said in this ayah, والسماوات مطويات بيمينه. And when we say Yameen, we know in Arabic language, which is the language of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the language of, language of Sahaba, they understood that it is a hand, a right hand. But does that mean that we are saying that Allah has a right hand, I have a right hand, and they are the same? Oh, wrong. How? Because Allah told us in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Ah, be careful. Whatever comes to your mind, Take it away about Allah Taala. So he has a hand. He has a right hand. 
And I have a right hand, but they have been totally not the same. Because similarity in the name does not mean the similarity in the name. That's very important rule and names and qualities of Allah wa ta'ala. Then, Adr rahimahullah mentioned the hadith of Al-Mas'ud which is in Sahih Al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim also, Muttafaqun alayhi means both from same Sahabi who is Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu, one of the best of Sahaba radiyallahu anhu, one of the best of the Quran, knowers of the Ibn Abbas, Ibn Mas'ud, Zayd ibn Thabit. These Sahaba were very deep in Quran. In fact, they have made the schools of Quran, Ibn Abbas in Mecca, Zayd ibn Thabit in Medina, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud in Iraq. Every tabi'een, ulama and sahaba ulama of Quran came from these schools. So Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, as he's telling us a story, that they were sitting with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa one day, a rabbi of Jew, like يعني, a scholar of Jew, came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Muhammad, and we say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because Jews do not respect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they hate him. He said, we find, of course in Torah or their books, that Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make dunya, the samawat of course, the, the skies, the heavens, and one, on, on one finger of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of his fingers subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the uh, uh, earth, another finger. Trees, another finger. Water, and soil, another finger. And rest of the creatures, another finger. Now, this is the, 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 the words of the Jew. And what he says, we don't care about what he says. Now, he is a Jew. That's not our case now. But, listen to this. Then he said, the, uh, the Jew continues, saying, Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I am the king, and al-malik. Now, the Jew words finished. The Jew's story is finished. Listen to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what happened. فَضَحِكَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم. He smiled. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled. Now, smiling in here, what does it mean? He's angry? He rejects? He disagrees? No. That means he agreed. Agreed on what this Jew had said. Because this, what the Jew had said, he brought from Torah, probably, which is part of it which is not changed. We Muslims believe, upon the words of Allah wa ta'ala, that Jew harrabu Torah. They changed, they added, they subtracted, they moved, they deleted, they added, same as Jew, in the Bible or the Injil. But, comes a question in here. Like, what if we find a Bible which is not changed, exactly as came to Isa alayhi salam? This is impossible, of course, just, but we just make a suppose. Suppose we found a Bible exactly which is descended to Isa alayhi salam. Will we take it? No. Why? It's the words of Allah. Yes, but we will not take it. Why? Because Muhammad has told us not to. Muhammad has told us Umar ibn Khattab once, radiallahu an Umar, carrying some papers of a Torah. Some papers. So he asked him, where is this? Said this is some papers of Torah. So Muhammad got so angry. And he talked to Umar harshly. 
do you have any doubt? Abu Tahawikuna Abu Tahawikuna Abu Tahawikuna Abu Tahawikuna Are you having any suspicion? Do you have any doubt? Wallahi If Musa is alive He has no other choice but to follow me Allahu Akbar We know now clearly From this hadith and some other things That Quran is abrogating Every other book Doesn't mean what these books are all lies No It has been changed yet But there are some of them still as it was before But we say It is abrogated by Quran We don't take it We take only this book of Allah It is not for us So When Muhammad smiled for what the, the, the Rabbi said The scholar of Jews said He meant to say Yes what he has said is true Because this is He knew about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which is already Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So he smiled sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Recited this ayah وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعَ قَبْرَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَ وَالسَّمَاوَاتُ مَطْوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى أَمَّا يُشْرِكُمْ This hadith is متفق عليه As we said before So this hadith we can understand that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Who will reject? If Muhammad Hassan is accepting, we reject? Astaghfirullah. But we have to say, yes, Allah is having fingers upon this hadith which is in Bukhari and Muslim, but these fingers are not the same as ours. Because Allah says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ayah, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ So, some people are running from these things because he says that if you say so, you are likening Allah to his creatures. Oh yes. Likening Allah to his creatures is a big problem. It is a big polarism. We are not accepting this. It's a polarism. And Allah SWT has already promised those polarists of Jahannam. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْضَاهُ النَّارِ But when we say, when we say that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, agreed on that, and he believed and accepted that Allah SWT has fingers, but these fingers are for sure are not as our fingers. So no like, no like, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ He has a face? Yes, of course. تُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةِ He says so. Why we change it? Why we twist it? But we don't say that his face is like ours, two eyes, one nose. Astaghfirullah, no. Because he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Easy and simple. Alhamdulillah. Whatever in Quran and Sunnah accepted, as Allah said it. As Muhammad Sallallahu understood it. As he told it, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, without likening, without twisting, without changing, without rejecting. That's the way of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his Sahaba. Then Arthur Rahimahullah also mentioned another hadith or another riwayah of Muslim alayhi salam about this hadith. When we say riwayah means that it is same hadith but it is different riwayah said by some other alim. He said that uh, the Jew said the, the mountains and trees on one finger then he will shake them. He will shake them and say Ana Allah, Ana Al-Malik, Ana Allah. And he will say, the meaning of what he will say, I am the king, I am Allah. Another riwayah for al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, he said, he will make the heavens or skies on one finger, and water and soil on another finger, and the rest of the creatures on another finger. And this is the same as we mentioned in the first hadith.
the third hadith, which is by Muslim, that Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar al-Khattab said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fold the skies in the judgment day, and he will take them by his right hand, he will say, I am Anil Malik, I am the king, where are the arrogant people? Where are the tawagheed? Where are the people who say they are the kings? The presidents? The rich people? Where are they? Then he will fold the earth, seven earths, and he will take them by his left hand. Okay, now another case in here. The right hand and left hand of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Then he will say, Ana al-Malik, the same way as before, Ayn al-Jabbarun, Ayn al-Musakabbirun. And this hadith is quoted in Muslim. So, clearly what now that, whatever mentioned in this hadith, which is Sahih Bukhari or Sahih Muslim or both, we have no doubt about it. Alhamdulillah, the whole nation of Islam accepts Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim as granted. Because their conditions to accept any hadith were so strong and strong enough not to let any lie come to there. While if you go to other books, Muslim Ahmad ibn Hanbal, you go to Sahih al-Tirmidhi, Sahih ibn Majah, and so on, all other books, Nasai, all of these they have and have. Maybe they don't have lies, inshallah, but they have weak hadith. And weak hadith, of course, there's a big discussion between ulama to take it or not to take it in such cases. Now, we have some more hadith to go on, but I leave this inshallah for next week to, to have more discussion in this case. But let me try to come back and see what are we going to get from this, this ayah and from this hadith we have heard tonight. Yes, we knew, but the knowledge without action is useless. In fact, it is harmful. If we know something that Allah told us to do, or to refrain from doing, or Muhammad told us to do, or told us to refrain from doing, and we don't practice it, then we are going to be in trouble. Ignorant person who doesn't know and he doesn't do, then he is not, maybe he's not going to be punished. But a person who knows and he doesn't know, work, or doesn't practice, then he's in trouble. But we have to learn also. Nobody says, okay, I'll be ignorant all my life, I will be not be punished. No, this is incorrect. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the ayah, فَعَلَّمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ بِذَنْبِهِ يعني, he's directing this word to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, يَا مُحَمَّدْ نُوْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ Learn لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ Understand لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ordered to do this, what about us? We really have to learn this لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا Understand it, what is it necessitate? It's very important case for us. Also, when we come to see this knowledge, what are they going to give us? We should say that our hearts with this knowledge will be changed. Because when we know that Allah has this much of capability, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we are not going to refrain from Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, can punish us or take us to Jannah as He likes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we have this huge, unlimited capability, Udra, if we have someone who is having some capability, some position in such and such ministry, we will be happy. 
Because we can't go, call that guy, please, we have a problem in such and such case, please help us. Then with one phone he can call and halas, this whole problem will be solved. With the case of visa, case of uh, traffic police, yalla, no problem, just give him a call and take care of you. Because he is a high guy, high shot as they call him. But what about Allah? What about Allah? Why can't we depend on Allah? When we know that He is the most, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most capable. His capability is unlimited. Why can't we depend on Him? Rely on Him? That's called tawakkul. Where are we from this case? What I mean that the knowledge in here is the first step. After knowledge will come these cases of the heart worshipping. Like tawakkul. Just imagine you met a guy outside of the masjid. He made salam ala kebir hal. He made salam regularly. Somebody came and whispered in your ear this and said, this guy is a minister. What will happen? Ah, na kebir hal, yaqi. Ah, what happened? Why I changed my ways? Ah, because I know this guy is capable of something. This guy is a minister. He can help me in a lot of cases. This is in dunya. Now when we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the unlimited capability and he subhanahu wa ta'ala if you ask him and you are right in the asking he will give you remember Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said to sahaba that if you ask Allah if you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you will get you will get one of three things whether he will give you what you ask number one or he will reward you for this dua on judgment day number two or he will push some tragedies away from you because of your dua so you are owning all, right? You are winning both. All of these cases, whether he gives you this or this or this. So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, if it's so, we'll make more. So Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam answered him, the what he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah is more. You will not be more than Allah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala. What is stopping us from raising the hands and asking Allah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala? What is stopping our hearts from being with Allah, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, in every case, in every life, everything in our life? Before you sleep, Muhammad doesn't tell us how to depend on Allah. Bismika Rabbi wabatu jambi wabika arfa'ah. Fa in akhalta nafsi faghfir laha. Wa in akhaltaha fahfadha bima tahfadhihi ibadaka al-sadihi. A dua. Short dua. You do it before you sleep. Allah will take care of you. You're just saying that, Ya Allah, I'm moving myself to you. Take care of us. Allahu Akbar. Muhammad doesn't tell us that also, if you recite ayat al-kursi before you sleep, Allah will tell some of these angels to take care of you so no shaitan will come to you. How much you pay? How much you pay? Nothing. Wallahi, a few seconds you say this before you say, Alhamdulillah. This is only so many cases in this life. When you go out of your house and you say, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah. وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ An angel will say كُفِيتَ وَوُقِيتَ وَهُدِيتَ Allah will take care of you. Allah will guide you. خلاص. You have already got. And a shaytan will talk to another shaytan about you saying how can you deal with this guy who have already been protected by Allah. How much this cost? 1,000 riyals? 10 hours? Seconds. Just put yourself to be always doing this. First step you out from your house with your left foot. 
say Bismillah tawakkaltu ala Allah wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa But actually not everyone can do this Only those good people like you who have Allah in their heart they have the remembering of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart the people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember this the people who depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people who really estimate Allah truly glorify Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala know the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will do this and the best of them was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in every step of his life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is remembering Allah in every step of his life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is bringing the name of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala Read his life, read his hadith, read al-Bukhari, you will see that in every step of his life, there is a hadith. In every step of his life, there is a dua. In every step, subhanallah, that's Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why we say we love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we don't follow him in this. We love Allah more, of course. Because he is the only one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves to be worshipped, to be worshipped and loved totally. He subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves love because if you look around yourself that as he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book وَمَا بِكُمْ وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ If regrets on you from your father, your mother, your family, your tribe, your country from Allah If regrets, how many regrets do you have? You cannot count وَإِنْ تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا You cannot count You cannot bring them all just think of yourself sometimes before you go to sleep think how many graces do I have sight grace hearing grace moving grace money grace children this that you can't your heart is beating without your control who made it to do this for you cleaning your blood from or pushing your blood to be cleaned from bad things your kidneys are working both or one of them if you do have if you have another one who told it to work this way? Who assigned this kidney to work for you to clean your blood from bolina or poisons? Who? Did you pay something for that? See these people who need to make washing of their blood. I have seen some of them, subhanallah, they have to suffer and have problems for a long time in order to clean their blood. That kidney is working for you without any if he is giving you all of these, ya akhi, why don't you thank him? Wallah, we are thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ashukrullah, alhamdulillah. No, no, this is the case. This is only one. One side of thanking. To thank Allah, you have to have three. Three pillars of thanking. First of all, to admit it by heart that this is only from Allah. First of all, to admit that every grace of me is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second step, to say it by thank. Third step is to use these graces to satisfy Allah and to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those people who are using the graces of Allah to disobey Allah are not really thanking Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the, in the ayah وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا قَرْيَةً كَانَتْ آمِنَةً مُطْمَئِنَّةً يَتِيهَا رِزْقُهَا رَغَدًا مِنْ كُلِّ مَكَانٍ فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ اللَّهِ فَأَذَاقَهَا اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ لِمَكَانٍ يَصْنَعُ so in this case, now, this town was receiving all sorts of things. Food, this, that. But they did not thank Allah practically. In fact, they used the graces of Allah to disobey Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. فَأَذَاقَهَا اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ 
So thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not so easy. Some people you know in the birth say Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. So you think you have finished already all thanking. La ya hadith. Three pillars must be there. To admit in the heart that's only from Allah. Therefore somebody does not admit. Like Qarun. Qarun, Allah punished Qarun. He said that I made it by my own mind. Allah punished him so severely. By tongue. By action, which is also important. When we use the, all these graces Allah is giving us to satisfy him subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave you hearing. He gave you hearing. Hearing. Sense. Use it to hear what he likes you to hear. And refrain from hearing what he hates you to hear. When somebody is listening to Reba, backbiting of Muslims, is he using it the way Allah told him to do? No. When he uses his tongue to backbite Muslims or say bad things, then he is not really thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to be careful that when we know something, we don't stop into this case, just knowing. We have to know the practice. That's all? No. There's some more else to go. Allah told us in Surah Al-Asr, four cases, if you remember. وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُلْسَةِ All human beings are losers. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا First step. Faith, Iman, which comes by learning and knowing. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Second step. To practice what you have known. وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ Ah. Don't keep this good thing for you only. Don't be greedy. Go and convey what you have to others. Try to save your Muslim brothers from being bad people. Or being bullheaded, worshipping the grave and the others. Try to bring them back to the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And when you do these three, you will suffer problems for sure. Because Allah told us in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, so fitna, test, all our life is a test. He gives you health to test you how are you going to use it. He gives you life. Why? ليبلوكم. To test you. He gave you life and show you death. Why? To test you. Are you going to use what he is giving you to please him or are you going to use them in different ways? الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا Who is the best on action? Who is the best on practicing? Patience, which is the fourth condition, could be for what you want to suffer for that and could be also for Doing it itself, doing this, uh, what Allah told you to do itself. To wake up for our prayer. In our life now, in this civilization we have now, electricity and so on, most people do not sleep early. Do not sleep early. So they suffer when they want to wake up for our prayer. Now, this is where you need patience. You need patience in here. Patience of what? To do what Allah told you to do. Patience also not to do what Allah told you not to do. Patience on tragedy. Three cases. Three types of patience. Three types of patience. Patience for doing what Allah told you to do. Patience for not to do what Allah told you not to do. Although you like it. Patience of on tragedies which everybody knows. Right. 
in this case now, if you study it all together, what I meant to say in conclusion of this case is that these greatest of Allah, these ahadith, these ayat and ahadith we have learned tonight or heard tonight are supposed to drive us the correct way to be practicing what Allah told us to do, to refrain from what Allah told us not to do, to be patient, to, to convey the message of Islam to the others and also to be patient for doing this, patient for what we are going to face for that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all to the track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sahaba. صلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. ما شاء الله. جزاكم الله خير for listening then. Any questions in there? It seems to me that ما شاء الله. Brothers, I already observed all what we have said, so we, there are no other questions in there. Jazakumullah khair for listening. We'll see you, inshallah, next week to complete the topic. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum.